Um, all right, you ready? Yes, sir. You're going to love this intro. By love, I mean hate. But love. Mm-hmm. You ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up? You know that feeling that the whole country is like one inch away from saying, that's it, forget it. Let's see. Hey, Mr. Uh, now look, here's a house full of bees. Like you think the honey badger cares? It doesn't give a Listen, shit. Listen, let's get one thing straight. Price is right. Guns don't kill people. Ah, damn. <laughs> that with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre footage is, man, it had like motion sickness there oh, for a little bit. Dude, is there isn't anything about that song that is good. No. Nothing. It's hard. Like, as soon as it came on, I didn't, it took me like a couple seconds. But all I noticed is like, it was the timing was weird and everything is out of tune. I'm like, <laughs> what is this? God, the poor kids that made that video and put it out there. I, I mean, know. they probably had to change their names. Yeah. Since they did that. That was the infamous final placement yes. from Bush Country, Midland, Texas. They're from. Is that where they're from? Yeah, Midland, Texas. Oh my God, those poor There kids. is, so you didn't get to it, but there is a solo in this song. Uh-huh. This guy plays like this little lick. And like the video, it's just like, I, dude, it, it's it's amazing. But this guy, obviously, you can hear nothing's in tune. Nothing is like the vocal melody is just kind of. It's like just a bunch of random stuff put together. Yes. And then the solo and this guy, I wish I could find it. I probably could if I looked, but he did because he do those guitar tutorials. We'll break down like a Hendrix song or <laughs> right. He did a breakdown <laughs> and he took it like totally serious. He's like, okay, what's uh, interesting about this next lick is the song being in um, G flat. Uh, he plays a solo in uh, D for some reason. That's uh, <laughs> it's it's a little out outside the box from what you'd usually see in a solo. He's like, well, let's break it down, okay? So he slides up. Uh, this is out of the key in D, however. <laughs> 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 and at the end, he goes, and then at the end, he does this little, like, kind of shoulder jerk. He does it <laughs> when he bends it, and then he goes, uh, I don't know why, but I'm not going to question the guy with a F on a shirt for some reason. <laughs> He's like, all right, let's move on to the chorus. <laughs> there isn't a single instrument in that whole song that sounds okay. The way it's supposed to sound. Like, you put it by itself, it would sound yeah. terrible. The snare drum to the to the cymbals to the bass tone. I mean, there is not a single redeeming quality about that so entire song. I was I was obsessed with this song like maybe 10 years ago, yeah. and I show it to my wife, and then I'd text her like the lyrics throughout the day. She'd be like, stop! <laughs> and I guess 
they got so much hate. They put it up. This is before yeah. they put it up in like Vimeo or something like that. And they got so much hate from it. No, like serious online bullying. Yeah, yeah. And, but, which we are contributing but to. We'll, by the way. But one of the guys, like a guitar player, went to battle and argued with people online. Yeah, <laughs> like trying to justify that the song was decent and everything. Yeah, very but interesting. Without the video. The wouldn't be as great either. Yeah. Uh, and by great, I mean yeah. horrible. The video is just as bad as the song itself. It's just I've I'm nothing good. I've I've been in some really terrible bands, but <laughs> <laughs> nothing even compares. Thankfully, we didn't have the equipment or money to make videos <laughs> or recordings. <laughs> oh God! Wow. Sorry, guys. I had to take the piss out of you one more time. Yeah. So. uh... Haven't seen you since before I, America's I, I, birthday. I've been on vacation uh, for, I guess, about a week, over a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't fly, so we drove. And we went up to Washington, northern Washington, about an hour north of Seattle. And it was mind-blowingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. And we go up there every year. We missed one year because of uh, an emergency, a health emergency. But I think that was last year. But, yeah. And they go big for 4th of July. Like, they do not fuck around. It's sheets of plywood wired with debt cord. It's like the adults spend the entire first day around a keg during the daytime just figuring out different ways to wire shit together. And like, oh, man, if those two went off together at the same time, like, it'd probably <laughs> be amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun. It's like, uh, well, it's how I grew up having Fourth of July. Right. And that's not a thing for us here in Northern California. No, it is it verboten. Come to, find, come to find out. The fun is verboten. I did... People straight up did not believe me because they fireworks yeah. are legal. They canceled fireworks gleefully, gleefully enforced. Uh, what do you when you say fireworks are illegal? What do you mean? Well, because there were fireworks shows. Yes, and you could buy fireworks I, I'm, I'm in. Getting uh, so okay. first, the city puts out a PSA urging people to enforce turn their neighbors in if they seem lighting fireworks. Yeah, right. And I'm telling the people up in Washington. Right, who are, yeah, you know, pretty rednecky, I guess you could say. But they're in Washington, yeah, a blue state. Right, right, very blue. Take Fourth of July very seriously, and I told them, I was like, yeah, we we can't even do fireworks here. And like, oh, because you guys had like fires and stuff. Well, hmm. No, do you want to know why? Because they have a giant fireworks show at the fairgrounds that was canceled. I was like, take a guess why. One guy got close. He goes. Northern California, climate change? I was like, oh, not bad. I can do you one better. COVID. He goes, get the fuck out. Are you serious? I was like, yeah. Yeah, COVID's still a thing. They don't want people gathering in large groups. It turns out that actually, the, so there's, I have a theory okay. on what happened here. Okay. You go to the Red, White, and Boom website which is the organization that's run by the the 2030 club it's what their fireworks program is called so if you go up to windsor where they had a fireworks show you could go see the red white and boom up there and it was put on by the same folks right but in santa rosa it was canceled and you go to their website and it says see you guys in 2024 exclamation point Uh uh-huh which means someone edited the website to let people know yeah. that the fireworks were canceled. They've been canceled for four years. Right. Now, this time, they they went to the trouble of editing the website. Somebody logged into whatever uh, platform they had to log into, and they did the editing. But the explanation underneath said, just like you said, 
due to the shelter-in-place orders mm-hmm. and COVID, oh. the fireworks have been canceled this year. So I had to really, like, dig to find this. But on their – because I reached out to them personally yeah. through uh, Instagram. I think they, they just edited I, I sent them line. an email. Yeah. And obviously nobody got back to me. Yeah. But on Facebook, they did respond to someone. They said, oh, it looks like you're looking at the uh, 2021s. Uh, post. Ah. No, it's not 21, 21's post. It is. It says see you in 2024. Okay. And I don't think they said that in 2021. Right. They didn't know, like, back then. How well, long it was only two weeks to flatten the curve. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So uh, they didn't update the reason. And then they said in this Facebook conversation that they're having with somebody that the reason is that the city didn't have the budget this year. Okay. The I heard that city too from someone. puts on the, the funds it. Yeah. And so my theory is that, well, you went to the trouble of editing the web page. Right, right. Why not put the real reason in there? It wouldn't be that hard. Sorry, the city doesn't have the money. But they were covering for him. They were, they were, what is it called? Carrying water for the city. Gotcha. Because when you say the city doesn't have the money, then people go, what the fuck? Yeah. Why don't you have the money? Right. Did what happened? Where, why, you know, then the city has to explain how come we're not doing a 4th of July celebration. Right. This year. And the, the truth is anything that celebrates America around here is considered not good. Evil. Yeah. Right. And so they can get away with not celebrating. Yeah. There's no America. There's no, People aren't going to very little pushback push back on it. Yeah, right. exactly. But once you say, and you say, well, because of COVID, the people around here who are still wearing masks in the grocery store are like, yeah, well, it makes sense. I saw, I saw a double mask. This Better morning. safe than sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's a little bit of... Uh, uh, religion's a funny thing. Yes, isn't it? <laughs> Final placement, teen Christian rock shit. <laughs> See, that's just mean. Uh, so I've got to hear some more about your... Uh, your... Um, let's see. What do we do? The drives. I love driving with family. We travel very well together. I always insist on taking my truck, and which is doesn't make any sense. It'd make more sense economically to take my wife's car. But uh, I insist on doing the driving, so I insist on taking my truck. Um, I'm the same way. Yeah. Although my truck, the difference between my truck and my wife's SUV is uh, maybe a few creature comforts. Yeah. But basically the same amount of space inside, plus there's right. a huge bed on the back. Yeah, it's roughly the same size as my truck as her car on the, on the inside. There's only three of us anyway, and we took one of the dogs with us. Yeah. Yeah, great trip. Uh, it it could have gone smoother. Could you just get really? to the story about the guy burning himself? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I am more or less out of my party years at this point in my life. Right. Uh, I do enjoy a good Fourth of July celebration, but that's like you know I'm not I'm out of I'm out of the phase of like let's find out where everybody is and go to that place, right? I've gotten it out of my system. I've seen some insane shit, especially touring in rock bands for about 10 years. I've seen, I mean, wild stuff that I'm not going to tell onto this. <laughs> and I also grew up with crazy people. My friends were fucking wild rednecks that just crashed their cars on purpose, you know, <laughs> stuff like <laughs> trying to jump the river on a four-wheeler. And <laughs> So I've seen some um, pretty heinous injuries. I think the one I saw on this 4th of July... And I had made a joke. I was like, because we were wiring all these fireworks. Like, it's like real, like the real deal up there. You get them off the reservations up there. Right. And I had made a comment. I was like, well, it's not 4th of July unless one goes to the ER, right? <laughs> like chuckling, yeah. And like 45 minutes later, because where we were celebrating was like out in the country, right? 
and it's all country roads. There's no like sidewalks. There's no cops. There's no anything. And the kids, it was actually really awesome. The kids just rip around on like dirt bikes and four wheelers all day. Like it's just, it looks like a John Cougar Mellencamp video. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. And the kids are just, and they're like, their parents are like how my parents were like, just go out and do something. Right. Like, of course you're going to get hurt. Like I'm not worried about it. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to even watch you and ask you what you're doing. And one of the one of the kids, a little kid, was in charge of because um, everyone from the I'm not saying it's a neighborhood. It's not really a neighborhood. So, you know, there's like three, four acre lots like to run into each other. Went to get someone from down the road and had on a John Deere like a dump trailer and on the back of the four wheeler. On the back of the four wheeler, yeah. And so they got a couple, you know, there's a kids hanging hanging off it and everything. They pick up this guy mm. and he has a crock pot of beans in his lap and he had just unplugged like okay it's ready i'm taking it to the party one of the kids hit the dump lever by accident and he fell backward and dumped the entire crock pot of beans right into his like down his pants like on his chest and it went down his pants and burned the shit out of his balls and all and his entire lap to be honest Ugh. so bad that his buddy ran out because he was yelling he's like oh fucking his buddy ran oh, over dear god and he came back i was like we're like i'm not even okay just <sighs> let let them handle it the guy came back he was like shaking i was like how is it he's like it's uh, it's pretty bad man it's like it's starting to blister up and everything i was like oh my god he goes yeah uh because it was you know the, these two guys that grew up together black guy he goes his balls were white they turned white and were blistering i oh. was like oh my god like, I don't want to hear any more of the story. I was like, what's he going to do? He's like, I need to go to the hospital, man. <laughs> yeah, like, immediately. Yeah. Hey, I can't stop! Oh, oh, help! There's a cliff! Oh, and your family's screaming, oh my God, we're burning alive! No, I can't feel my legs! In comes a meat wagon! And the medic gets out and says, oh, so, my So, fuck, dude. God. As someone who has... I was in a propane explosion once and burned a lot of skin off of my body. The the pain of the initial burn is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the worst things right. you can imagine. But it doesn't compare to the pain of having to do maintenance on your wounds yeah. in the shower every day, scrubbing mm-hmm. the fucking blisters yeah with a with a sponge yeah. and soap i can't even begin to imagine what that's like having to do that on your balls <laughs> know, dude. yeah is that even possible yeah oh god my heart goes out to that guy yeah i woke up the next morning the first thing i thought i was like oh that poor guy like, oh. oh my god his balls <laughs> fucking fourth of july there are it's always just... horrific accidents on fourth of july and just like random because it's just like we're doing the most dangerous shit ever like right. we're shooting mortars at each other and there's kids like jumping the creek on a dirt bike <laughs> like how, you, you would think that would be one of the accidents how bad does the kid who hit the dump lever feel yeah i guess it was like a little kid like he just you know i think Ugh. he knew that he did it and I, you know i don't want to say names but his dad was like oh he's like i'm like trying to talk him down he's crying he thinks you know it was his fault like, 
<laughs> so uh, what the lesson there is that put a bungee cord on top of the lid so yes. it doesn't come off when you when you're holding it in your lap in a John Deere trailer in the back of a four wheeler. Yeah, I'm not gonna say I was one of the highlights, but that's one, <laughs> one of the things that stood out. Oh which I think are two different Lord. things. They also I was telling you the story that they had uh, they got a, a grocery store there called uh, Hagman's, which is a really cool place. So I drive into town every day and just get like stuff to barbecue and. Just kind of uh, take a break from the house, and and then, uh, but they have uh, when you pay with your credit card, it, the screen comes up. Would you like to donate to whatever you know, <laughs> autism awareness or whatever? And it said, would you like to donate a uh, dollar to DEI awareness, which is something that we've talked about on this podcast. And I saw it in the corner of my eye because I always go, I always say no. Like I, if I want to give to a charity, I give directly to that foundation. Where, but like those, most of these charities are scams. Like ten percent of the money gets to the yeah. actual charity. I look, I'm like, does that say DEI? It can't be the same DEI. And so I asked the lady, I'm like, what's uh, what's DEI awareness? And she's she just goes, she's confused, like, huh? I was like, uh, I point the screen, I was like, it's asking me if I want to donate to DEI awareness. First lady, I have, I have no idea. I'm like, okay, thank you. You know, I'm not going to be a prick. So now it's like in my head. So now I'm going back to the store like two, three times a day just to buy little things. <laughs> I keep asking them. No one knew anything. Uh, one lady, one lady kind of um, got a little snippety with me. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, what's DEI awareness? She goes, I don't know. I'm like, how do you donate to it? Because now I'm like asking more questions. Like, how do you donate to awareness? Like, what does that mean exactly? She, she just gave me that look like, dude, I'm just waiting for my lunch break here. I'm going to make them fork. There were no utensils in medieval times, hence there are no utensils at medieval times. Would you like a refill on that Pepsi? There were no utensils, but there was Pepsi? Dude, I got a lot of tables. Fair enough. One lady gave it an honest try. The last lady that asked him, well, what's a DEI awareness? What is that exactly? And I'm trying to be like chatty and kind of oblivious yeah. and nice. Yeah. She goes, oh, that's, uh, it's, um, uh, diversity, ethnicity, and indigenous. <laughs> It's like, uh, not bad. I was like, ballpark. I go, I think it's actually diversity, equity, and inclusion. And she's looking at me like, if you know what it is, like, what'd you ask me? Yep. And I say, uh, she she was kind of not having it. I was like, how do you donate to awareness to something? Like, what 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 is that? Like ad campaigns or something? And she just gave me this just like dead stare at you. Yeah. I'm like, thanks for your help. I just right. I, I gave up. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't expect them to know, but it's that's interesting because you just throw that on the screen. Yeah. Of course, someone's... I mean, we should actually start doing that, probably. Yes. We should get onto those screens and donate to, like, Liberty Tree Awareness. It says here, do I want to donate to some walking around money? What, do, <laughs> what is that exactly? Ah, just kind of a little light in the pockets right now. <laughs> We're going to go get a beer after work or something. Yeah, these, these two guys came in, and uh, they just asked if we, they can program the, <laughs> the cash register. And we said, yeah, you know, I don't care. No one else is. <laughs> Last week was DEI. What the fuck is that? <laughs> So yeah, that was my uh, that was my little uh, vacation side hobby. Nice. I take a break because my uh, my brother in laws have some health. He's he can't do anything. He can barely walk. He's learning. He had a, a medical issue, and so they have that huge country plot. So I spent my entire vacation like weed whacking and mowing lawns and stuff, and which was really nice. And then, uh, but I'd be in the middle of it, like I'm gonna run down the store and give the old DEI a try. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's entertaining. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I Petty. Uh, and entertaining. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> the two are not mutually exclusive. Mm -mm. 
I spent uh, <clears throat> a big part of my vacation. If you, I wasn't on vacation, but the, the days off that I had for the fourth, um, trolling around the Nextdoor app, which. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of petty, I am <laughs> inclined to do this time of year because yeah. nothing brings out oh, the, the weirdos on just the shit show of just yeah, like like the Fourth of July does. Because around here, and if you're listening to this in a place besides Northern California, this might not actually make sense to you, right? Because I reached out to friends in red states, yeah. to ask them about this, and they were like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, but around here. On the 4th of July, people get extremely triggered by fireworks. Yeah. It is a big deal. Or their cat does. Oh, correct. Which well, seems yeah. to be big. <laughs> or the wildlife that, yes. they, that they are representing yes. on next door. Right, correct, correct. <laughs> and uh, so any sort of firework you is... a small game attorney? Like, what's with these posts? Exactly. Any fireworks, even the, like, state-funded, sanctioned, out-in-the-middle-of-the-fairgrounds fireworks show... Right. People reject because of the wildlife, mm-hmm. the noise that affects the wildlife, right. their own cat, the noise, even if they don't live near it. Um, but they also represent other people's cats. Right. Correct. Um, soldiers with PTSD, mm-hmm. which I would really love to know which soldiers <laughs> they're referring to because I guarantee, well, I can't guarantee this, but... I don't see soldiers I sitting there going, stupid fireworks, <laughs> like my poor my PTSD is being set off. Like I would start I'm gonna do you one better. I would start with this uh middle-aged white woman because that's what this person is posting about. So, like, let's start with here. Do you know any soldiers? Right? <laughs> do you know a single soldier? Okay. You know one. Was he in combat? Okay, I didn't think so. Stop posting about this. But he still has PTSD. Okay. <laughs> yes. Good to know. This is hypothetical. Yes. Stop! And how much of this is just they just hate? Everything that it stands for. They just, it's all it it's is. Just, it's just 100% right. is what that is. Yes. Okay. Which is what makes posting about it so much fun. Yes. But the other thing that they complain about after the soldier is the fire risk. Because here in Northern California, back in 2017 and 2018 and 2019, we had some, some major fires that destroyed a lot of homes, mm-hmm. uh, all of which were started by fireworks. Hold on a second. I'm just... Yeah. Did you check your notes on that oh, one? Uh, oh, sorry. No. No, no. None no. of them. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, which, I mean, I just can't leave it alone on, <laughs> on Nextdoor <laughs> when they bring that up. It's like, oh, oh, how dare you? We lost our house in 2017 and all of our belongings and things that are totally irreplaceable. That's the fire danger that I'm talking about, Kelly, because you have to use your real name on right. Nextdoor. And uh, which is kind of unfortunate because I have people texting me all this during this period of time. Whoa, dude, I can't believe all the comments you're getting on next door. It was definitely one of the family activities on the drive. I was like, hey, let's see what kind of traction that post is getting. Like, I, put <laughs> I would leave and I would post things like, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry that you lost your house. I'm just just curious. So did you lose it to a fireworks accident? <laughs> Crickets. Right. <laughs> and a flag, by the way. Right. So uh, anyways, I. Uh, I got on next door after you left. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, seven days ago or eight, right. nine days ago. And I have since been uh, silenced 
on next door. Been kicked off. Yeah. <laughs> Temporarily. Oh, wait. What day is it? Oh, I'm back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so today my suspension All is right, over. All right, folks. Well, we're going to wrap this thing up. We've got a big day ahead of us. Um, the, uh, every post I made, every comment I made got flagged. I mean, yeah. it is. And it's not because and I you was. you could sit. They were. They Saw you could I could see it like snowballing because I was following this like, yes yeah because we had a lot of time during the days while we're driving and and he told my wife like fire that thing up let's see how I was doing and I was like you could tell they're retroactively going to all of his posts and they're just trying to like they're mm-hmm. trying to basically uh, you know pull a Peter Hotez on him like just just silence this guy altogether. I was thinking that I wouldn't be able to tell you the things that I got flagged for, but because my account was disabled, no. It still says it's disabled. All right. I guess I can't tell you. I was going to tell you all of the things that it's I got It's like your draws for. paperwork. It might be like to the minute. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I got flagged, though, for things being disrespectful. One of them, uh, because I called communism evil. That's disrespectful? Yep. <laughs> um, I got... So... <clears throat> okay, go ahead. The bottom line is that the next door is not Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Nextdoor is a app mainly for women, um, Democratic voting women. Right. Um, a lot of cats. A lot of cat talk. Yeah. Pictures of cats. And anything that they don't like is <coughs> is not going to be allowed. On goes there. against community guidelines. And just to prove that, I I made a post. Uh, well, the first post that I made, which was about speeding, mm-hmm. I was inspired to make because I was driving out to an appointment out in West County where it's just two lane roads yeah. everywhere. Very beautiful country roads though. Yeah. Right? But if you get stuck behind someone that's going under the speed limit, you are driving behind them for a long time, long time. Yeah. It's really hard to pass. And I was stuck behind this fucking like a work truck hmm. with the, with the uh, utility sides on it right. and everything. And they were going under the speed limit. Hmm. And I thought to myself, there is zero chance that that person driving that truck owns that truck. Ah, they are an employee. Gotcha. If that person owned that truck, they would need that. They would realize that time was money and they right. would need to be somewhere. Yeah. And so that's what got me thinking about this post. So I made this post, please speed up. Cause most, a lot of the posts you see on there are please slow down. Please slow down. Because of, again, the cats, the cats and my wildlife. Cats. Yeah. And, you know. and we had a, dude, we had a bet going yeah. about w- when, what the first comment would be. The first pushback. My guess is the first pushback would be you said cats cats would be a woman saying that she had a cat and then the narcissism because next door if you had to describe it it would be petty narcissism it was basically my cat has ptsd so i need you all to do this i need the rest of the community to do this narcissism disguised as uh self-righteousness open open open-heartedness right warm-hearted you know conscientiousness yeah and so my guess that the first pushback would be would be a woman telling you to slow down and then she'd go straight into the story about how one of her cats got ran over yeah and i said uh no it was going to be wildlife yeah well, neither of those came out until about the 84th comment. <laughs> Wildlife was before the 84th cat. comment. <laughs> which on Nextdoor which, is unheard which of. Which was not the last comment on that post. <laughs> oh, man. And so then, just to, because the, the whole, now the object on, and I didn't actually respond to 
almost any other post. Yeah. Except this one guy that called me out by name and said that I moved here for the beauty of this place and I'm going to drive how I want to drive. And I just said, why don't you go back to the hell hole you came from? <laughs> that was very rude. I understand why that one got flagged. So that one's on me, 100%. But then the game became, all right, what can I post that is true to myself, true to something that I believe in, mm-hmm. totally neutral, but is going to set people off. And I came up with the chicken pox. Yes. Post. Yes. And so I would read it I for you bump, verbatim, yeah. but I can't log in. I was going to that. I, I saw that while we were driving and I was like, oh, I got to I got to Because what I was doing is try to, and I might continue this, um, because I don't post anything on right. so, so any kind of social media, really. Right. And I've never posted on next door, but I wanted to be like that severe, like lefty, but who gets everything wrong. But you can tell like he wants to be like a super far left guy. Right. <laughs> but he just gets like, and I was like, yeah, you're not supposed to use that word or whatever. But you can tell like I, I see your heart's in the right place as far as like where I'm standing. So I think it began with because um, you you wrote something about fireworks, so I jumped on there and wrote a comment about. That we I posted so- what you told me to write about fireworks. That was the oh. other one that got flagged because I, <laughs> I said, hey, uh, anyone who's thinking about lighting off fireworks oh, yeah, to celebrate right. this uh, Independence Day, make sure you have a bucket of water and a hose nearby because fire season is right around the corner. <laughs> ah! <laughs> People that, lost their minds. That post got taken down. Nice. Because uh, I was uh, uh, encouraging illegal behavior. Ah, unsafe behavior, unsafe behavior. And my, I, I like to just mess like, I, yeah, I could just let it go, but yeah. no, I'm going to, uh, appeal right. the ban. And so I said, what are you talking about? Dangerous behavior. I was doing the opposite. I said, anyone that's lighting off fireworks, have a hose and a bucket of water nearby because it's fire season. Right. Almost. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't cut it. <laughs> and then I went in there accommodated. I'm like, we are still in a COVID lockdown. Please follow the silence. It's a science with a bunch of exclamation points. <laughs> and then someone com- someone went to me. He's like, we're not in a lockdown. <laughs> and it, so now I'm arguing at them from the far left. I'm like, well, here's the city's post <laughs> that they put out as a PSA. And the person's like, oh, my God, I never saw that. <laughs> so I was like, I'm beating oh. you your own it's game. so fun. So I, I got to keep doing it. It's, it's so, so fun. fun. It is. So the chicken pox post I made said, uh, anybody know of any kids that currently have chicken pox or groups on next door that get people in touch with each other to expose their kids to chicken pox? Right. Which uh, I seem to remember. Was a thing? I, I was, was a kid. kid. Yeah. That's how I got chicken pox. Right. And that was just how you did it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mother of God. That I got for posting that. Which, because, if, in case you're unaware, there is a chickenpox vaccine. Uh, of course there is. And the chickenpox vaccine, because it's a vaccine and we are told to trust the science, is so much safer and more reliable than getting chickenpox. And did you know that you could die from chickenpox if you're a kid? And did you know that, uh, I mean, just the lecture. Remember how many friends we lost to chickenpox as kids? It was. I'm sure it does happen. And, I mean, people were telling me what severe reactions they had to chickenpox. And, and look, I get it. Like, but it got me to go down this rabbit hole. My cat just got (laughs) over chickenpox. I started going down this rabbit hole about chickenpox um, wow. Because I needed to know, 
if I was going to get in, if I'm kind of baiting people into just right. telling me stuff that's ridiculous, right? And then I want to have be armed, which kind of which is alarmingly easy to do in a place like next door. So I came across this uh, article of twelve things you should know about the chickenpox vaccine. I'm not going to read them all because it's a little bit lengthy, but. Um, this is something that I found out that's very interesting. So if you get chickenpox as a kid, every time you're exposed to chickenpox floating around in the wild, mm-hmm. the wild strain of chickenpox, right. you get a quote-unquote quote booster mm-hmm. from that. So it goes to – and so I believe the way that it works, if you're getting that booster, you're unlikely, more unlikely to get shingles. Right. And so the more you're boosted or the, the more often that you get exposed to that, you don't get chickenpox again. You only get it once. Right. But you're more resistant to shingles. Okay. So they introduced this vaccine for chickenpox. Mm-hmm. And what happens to the wild strains of chickenpox? They don't. They go away. So what do you think happened? Everyone starts getting shingles. Huge bump in the number of shingles outbreaks i got a couple years ago i've gotten it too yeah my grandfather had the worst at the time the worst case of medical history had it for 10 years ended up basically dying from it yeah um and so what does merc do they come out with a shingles shingles vaccine vaccine. (laughs) okay which has all sorts of crazy side effects and risks to it someone said it to me like you had shingles i was like yeah it's it's uh mine wasn't that bad i mean it was i had a couple days of misery where i just couldn't wear a shirt or anything and like oh so you're going to get the vaccine for it? Like, <laughs> no. Yeah. No. No. When, do the fucking math on these things. Go ahead. Yeah, they don't do the math. They, they play games with the numbers. And um, the CDC says that the, the chances of a, a kid dying from chicken pox is one in 60,000. But anyways, there is a chance. But there's also a chance of your kid having major problems from vaccines, too. Mm-hmm. Right? There is a chance. Right. And I'm not saying that I know anything about it. I just know that there is a chance and it's, uh, it's debatable and how, how dangerous that is. So me as a parent taking the option of exposing my kid to chicken pox right. or getting the vaccine, I mean, that is a choice that I should be able to make. And it's not obvious that everybody getting vaccinated is actually good for the environment. Cause a lot of people are posting, you don't no idea you're putting other people at risk. You're, am I? <laughs> Why? I'm not. I'm it, saying I want my kid exposed. I'm not saying I'm going to get him sick and then go parade him around the the right the mall. I'm not running around slapping shots out of arms. <laughs> Just saying, <laughs> for my kid, I think this is the best thing to do. But of course, that is that will really yeah. set people off yeah, on the yeah. old next door app. So yeah, yeah. stay tuned for uh, more next door hijinks <laughs> yeah, as dude. soon as I'm allowed back on. <laughs> so I want excited. my next post to be the one that just gets me permanently <laughs> banned. <laughs> it's got to be just a just a banger. So I have, uh, I have to pay off something real quick. And, this, uh-huh. and we're, we're going to have like a rare, serious moment here on uh, the old Liberty Tree podcast is um, I don't get upset when, I don't know, when celebrities die, for example, and people go on and, you know, a picture of some actor. Like, I just always loved his work. I was like, who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, the dude died. He was a good actor. Like, let it go. There's only one time... It's when Jeff Hanneman from Slayer died. Uh, he died from... Everyone thinks he died from a spider bite. He he drank himself to death. He died from cirrhosis of the liver. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, like, sad, but I did reflect. I was like, I 
basically learn how to play guitar from this guy's riffs. You know what I mean? So there's like this kind of more intimate connection, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and, you know, I didn't put like social media posts about it or whatever, but I did like listen to Slayer that night and just like did like kind of down memory lane. And as far as guitar players, like I can get into like the 80s shredding and just the mindless, you know, noodling and stuff like that. I think it's good for like technique and it's flashy and fun or whatever, but it's always been the guitar players that like can do something like really interesting with their instrument. So a good example would be like Kurt Ballou from Converge is like, he just does, he just thinks in these weird outside patterns and the sound that he comes up with and the tones and the way that he expresses it, you know, his art on his instrument is just like neck. It's so much more interesting than someone that can just sit there and shred, you know what I mean? Like a sure. guitar player. Uh, I don't which know if you, why, which makes final placement so interesting. I mean, <laughs> yes. the way that they play, it's so out of tune and off <laughs> tempo. Like, it's just like, yeah, not many people can pull that it, it, off. It's, it's kind of next level stuff. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know if you know this, but this is one of my favorite songs from one of my favorite albums of all time. This is Drive Like Jehu. That's uh, Drive Like J.U. That from uh, the album Yank Crime. Did you know that Rick Froberg died? Mm-mm. Yep. From really? Obits, uh, Hot Snakes, jeez. Uh, Pitchfork? Pitchfork, Drive Like J.U., the uh, Beehive and the Barracuda. I mean, the guy was just yeah. like, all over the place. Man. Hot Snakes. Yeah. What I thought was weird, he died over the weekend, and I happened to be wearing my Drive Like J.U. shirt, which is my favorite shirt. And uh, some random guy, I was, I was in a store. He turns around, he's like, I like your shirt, man. Wow. Like, oh, thanks. I looked down, I'm like, yeah, I didn't even, crazy. I just happened to be wearing this shirt. And that, this album in particular, I think it's the only, like, band tattoo that I have is the cover art from that album. Yeah. And that's it. That album changed my life. Because I had never heard anything like that at that point. And yeah. it just got me so far into all those bands, all the John Reese bands, and just the way that they use their instruments, and they just use a lot of, like, dissonance and kind of chaos, you know, this structured chaos. Yeah. Yeah, so he died, uh, I think, I believe he was 55. Hmm. Yeah, so 55 died on June 30th. Uh, Died 55 of natural causes, which I find kind of interesting. Is he eaten by a bear? (laughs) I mean, that could be be natural natural causes. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know how you don't know what he actually died of? spilled a no just says uh, <laughs> spilled, spilled a pot of beans in his crotch and burned to death. <laughs> Too soon, bro. Yeah, I know. let's just <laughs> we'll edit that out. Uh, I wanted to pay off one more death. Um, <clears throat> this is uh, a real upper of an episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, someone I thought I did this a couple episodes ago, but you sent this to me, and I'm like, oh, I went back. I'm like, I guess I it, I definitely had it in my notes, but. Uh, uh, the wife of Mikola Lisson, or Lyson, um, his wife died. Now, he died as well. Mm-hmm. But apparently, they were a pretty accomplished uh, couple. Uh, Mikola... Accountants, right? No. Yeah. Oh, well, he's a politician. Uh, he was a merchant from Ukraine. Yeah. Um, he was uh, then in the Ukrainian Soviet Socialist Republic. I mean, pretty, like, standard kind of upstanding citizen, uh, Social Democratic Party, um, Party political council since March uh, 2003. Yeah, pretty nice, nice little uh, 
you know, they say he died under kind of mysterious circumstances. I'm trying to go through here. His wife just kind of died out of nowhere, too. Um, they said it might have been a car wreck, but I'm not really. Anyway, but, yeah, nothing really interesting about the guy. I don't really know why I brought the weight. He was the whistleblower at Burisma that blew the whistle on former Vice President Joe Biden and his son Hunter. Huh. 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 Really? Interesting. Hold on. So, uh, <clears throat> so the whistleblower from Burisma that was saying that there was political corruption going on in the Biden family and their relationship to Ukraine, he died randomly? Yeah. Randomly, right. doesn't say of natural causes, and then his wife—I guess his wife was speaking out that his death was suspicious. And then what happened? Is she she's still around though, or uh, yeah. what's she doing now? Wait, I, I'm getting the names mixed up. These Russian names are no. She just died too. Oh, yeah, she just wow. died there. Huh. That's a coincidence. Natural causes? Uh, doesn't say natural causes, but huh. I mean, I mean, did she accidentally tie herself to a tree with phone cord <laughs> and, and then shoot, shoot her herself twice, <laughs> twice with the a chest, shotgun? A shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna get into that today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, before we do, if you don't mind, uh, gonna try to keep it a little bit lighthearted here. Um, <laughs> Boring. I know. I know. Um, but you know what? Actually, before I do, let's just take a quick break. Let her rip. All right, so a movie came out over the 4th of July holiday. Is this uh, The Sound of Freedom? No, Indiana Jones. Oh. <laughs> yes, The Sacred Dial or whatever it's called. <laughs> uh, Sound of Freedom did also come out. Uh, and if my notes are correct... It did better in the box office than Indiana Jones. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Very interesting. Despite it being an obscure, far-right, QAnon-adjacent film... Yes. With little to no appeal. Exactly. To mass audiences. So I want to play this, uh, this review that I found because I watched the trailer. I did a little research on it, but uh, I didn't see the movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's only in theaters. Could be wrong about that. It's only in theaters and not around here. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to drive uh, our ass so back. We're going to get into Washington. that because it, that it's very interesting. Uh, all right, so here's this dude. Uh, See when you get on next door. That's the one of the things that we should say. Oh, so so just like to pay this off. Yeah, is when we talk about going on next door. I think we got to do this like kind of low, like very very subtle. And you want you got, the slow burn? Yeah, the slow burn, the long game, baby. So you start out is it's got to be like fairly benign things, but these people are triggered so easily because I thought about this a lot, the next door thing, because my wife are having these conversations and she's reading me their posts and I was like, you know what? It took me a while to kind of realize, <clears throat> it's like I never had an issue with people I disagreed with necessarily and and then you just kind of gravitate like away towards certain just people just, it's like, I don't know, just it's just not fun. And I realized like so many 
of what I'm seeing on next door and this being like this far left homogenized kind of echo chamber. I was like, they're just, they're so miserable. They're like anti-fun. Like anything, yeah. seeing someone enjoying something, just it puts them in like this state of despair and that thing needs to be stopped. It's the, it's the weirdest thing in the world. I got to say that that's only specific to, this can't be true. I was going to say that it's, it's specific to our area. I, I mean, anecdotally, people, I found that to be true. When people walk by my house where I live, there's not a huge difference between my house and Chris Moreno's house in our neighborhoods. Yeah. They're relatively similar. I'd say same uh, age group, same uh, relative socioeconomic the status. Demographics are pretty comparable. Pretty comparable. Right. I mean, wealthier down there just because it's Orange County. Right. The people that walk by my house avoid eye contact <laughs> with me. People that walk by his house look for eye contact and want to be like, hey, how you doing? What's right. going on? The difference that I see is that it's very conservative where he lives. Yeah. That, it's pretty. It's more conservative, let's say. I wouldn't say very. It's still yeah. California. And where we live, it's not. And I just I think that this meme of the self-hating, miserable liberal is true. Yeah. And so next door reflects that. Cause I reached out to friends who live in red States. I said, are people complaining about the noise of fireworks where you live? And they're like, absolutely not. That's, what are you talking about? We're talking about on next door. Right. No, they were not. They were just, and they were like, why, what people are complaining? Why would people That's complain? When I told people we were up in Washington and we were in a very conservative area, despite it being in a blue state, but when I would tell people like that, the first thing I noticed, and this is why I had this kind of like realization, is because we went from next door to hang out with these guys, and they're all pretty rednecky dudes. And just the most, the nicest, most accommodating, like fun loving, I mean, spent several days, you know, and then people I didn't even know would just walk up to you, like just having the best time ever. It's like they were there to have fun, they were there to appreciate the day, they were having this great time, their kids were running around, like everything was just, it couldn't have been better. And I would contrast that with the next door stuff. I was like, it just, and I would tell these guys, I was like, about the fireworks thing, and I was sharing like the next door stuff. I'd say 60% of the reaction I got was just utter confusion. Like, what? Why? Like, do they, who, who doesn't like fireworks? I'm like, like these yeah. people like, it's not about a certain amount might be fire, might be their cat's PTSD. And I was like, but it just comes down to, they're just disgusted by them. They're disgusted by what they represent. They represent they're, America, they're, and yeah. America is because some of the posts I, we can't get off this next door thing. <laughs> some of the posts <laughs> that I made were, uh, I said, "Why do you think it is?" After the fireworks thing had been going for a while, yeah, and it probably wasn't even my original post about the hose in the bucket. It was other people complaining about fireworks, and I just said, "I wonder what it is that in conservative places people don't have these same stories." Right. About fireworks. Oh, you said that? Or yeah. someone someone did? Yes. Yeah, that's interesting. I said that. Yeah. And <laughs> that got flagged for being disrespectful. That got flagged? Dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> everything I ever said on there God. got flagged. <laughs> that got flagged as disrespectful. My, my but somebody <laughs> responded saying, uh, well, in those areas, they uh, are they're more used to it. And they, they use drugs to drug their, their animals if they have issues with them. <laughs> and I was like, okay, thank you. I mean, that is a great response because in those areas, the people care about the, 
because all the other, by the way, all the other responses, which were awful. Oh, uh, you know, typical conservative and his guns, his meat and drugging his animals. No, <laughs> yeah, no. They are. what they said was no, in those, those people in those areas uh, don't care about their animals. <laughs> and people reacted to that saying that is unfair. You can't say that. Yeah. That's, that's really rude. You but don't, that you don't get, know. That, that didn't get flecked. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it did. But somebody did respond and say, well, no, they care about their animals. They just prepare ahead of time. And if their animals have issues, they sedate them. Yeah. Because they love America. <laughs> and they're like, we're not going to stop celebrating 4th of July because my animal gets one day yeah. or maybe two or three, if your neighbors are lighting off fireworks, out of the year, they have an issue. They're going to be fine. You know what's funny is that we brought our new dog with us and because uh, he, he was a small dog. <clears throat> I was like, ah, he's never been on a road trip. Let's take him with us. And it ended up being such the greatest idea. Like, it's so much fun having him there. He was just, like, amped the entire time. Nice. <laughs> so it asked me, like, is your dog okay with fireworks? Because he's a French bulldog. You know, they, they can be a little weird. Oh, uh, the French. Yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, I call him a freedom bulldog, to be honest with you. But <laughs> I said, uh, I was like, I, I don't know. I've never even thought about it. I want to light some off, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't give a fuck. He was just looking at it. Nice. I was like, I guess you just feel okay with him. Yeah. You know, when I hear fireworks, you know what I hear? I hear the sound of freedom. Mm-hmm. Speaking of sound of freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we're so, getting good. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. So I, uh, I found this review, um, and I took a couple of moments out of it because uh, – I thought it would be cool to play this guy, uh, uh, Jeremy Johns, I think is how his last name is pronounced. Mm -hmm. Um, He does a pretty fair review of this, and he gets a lot of, uh, he's like one of the top reviewers, I guess, because he comes up on top of a lot of these searches for movie Mm -hmm. reviews. But um, I'm going to play in a second. The, The basis, though, of what I'm about to talk about is this article from Rolling Stone. Oh, boy. Magazine. I'm just going to go ahead and read. Were there Beatles on the cover of that issue, by any chance? <laughs> God. I mean, I, I, Neil Young, I didn't have the, Elton John, maybe? <laughs> I didn't have the stomach to look. <laughs> so, well, here's, here's, here's what's going on. This movie about child trafficking came out, and everybody in the media just freaked the fuck out. Which and is, I'm watching this which thinking is odd. It is me. very odd. Because if it was a movie about drug trafficking, it probably wouldn't even get noticed. Mm-hmm. But this topic really hit a nerve, is what I'm thinking. Because it's it's kind of like that. I mean, like all of the articles are about QAnon. Yeah. Because the, the main guy in the movie, um, uh, what's his name? Didn't... Uh, Wait for it. The when this movie came out, Jim Caviezel. When this movie came out, the it's it's so bizarre to me how predictable the reactions are. I did not see this coming. Really? Yeah, I did. I did. I I fully. Saw, I was like, I'm like, oh, this is very interesting. I I also you know, currently there are more slaves than right now. Yeah, people being enslaved for sex and labor than any other time in U.S. history. We talk about, you know, how we in ended slavery. In the United States? Yeah, in the United States. Wow. Currently. No, in the world. In okay. the world, but large 
part of that, you know, the sex trafficking yeah. going, going on across our border right now is abhorrent. I mean, I'm not going to even go into the stories. It's some of the worst things you've ever heard of, like, some of the survivors that they have rescued. Right. <clears throat> you would think that that's a pretty obvious unifier that yeah. people of all political stripes could get behind. It's so easy to be on the right side of that issue. Right. Okay? Which is why... Not, so, but not in 2023. And then the, the phrase, you know, me thinks thou doth protest too much comes to mind. Yeah. The level of freakout that is going on in the media, it's like, whoa, like, where is this coming from? Little odd. Yeah. Your reaction is that, that you're strong. so put off by someone exposing child trafficking yeah i get it hollywood has been accused of a lot of this terrible stuff so it's it's maybe hitting kind of a sensitive spot mm. but for every single article to be talking about QAnon, yeah i guess this guy jim caviezel has um given speeches and stuff before that were um you know speaking right to that kind of maga base and yeah um mentioning QAnon stuff, although it's, 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 it's fucking fascinating how just Trump broke people's brains. We're talking about child trafficking. Yeah. Nope. No. This film's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. So here is this article from, uh, from, from the Rolling Stone. This ought to be good. Just take a, listen to the, uh, the disdain in the voice of this author. Based on a true story, in quotes. <clears throat> I heard from somewhere across the theater, the familiar, in fact, actually, that's wrong. It says based on true events, which uh, is different than based on a true story. It's not like there's a legal definition, but they obviously said in the beginning of this movie, based on true events, they were not trying to get caught up in the based on a true story trope that you do. Like, well, is it really? Like, they twist the truth a lot, right? So I I found that kind of interesting that they they actually took the time to to say that, but the the author of this article is like, oh, sure, based on a true story, right? Right, With right. Because he didn't do any research. Like how in the movie Titanic, they didn't say anything about how uh, all the, the bankers that were trying to get together, the Federal Reserve and the central banking system, all pulled out of the trip at the last second, and then the, the boat sank. Like, it's not, you know, so it's like based on true events, based <laughs> on a true story, but they left a lot of stuff out. You know, that's, it's, it's just kind of a little workaround. I you know, getting think through that's what he's referring to. Okay, good, this. good. Cool. Yeah. Okay, sentence two. The familiar <laughs> words <laughs> the familiar words had appeared on the screen, and an elderly man had taken it upon himself to read them aloud to the rest of a sizable audience seated for a matinee showing of the anti-child trafficking thriller Sound of Freedom, starring Jim Caviezel. For the seasoned moviegoer, this phrase is a joke. We know that cinema will stretch almost any truth, in quotes, to, be, to the breaking point. And the rank insincerity of such a pronouncement is the foundation of the prankish opening titles of Fargo. But this crowd, I could tell, would view the events depicted over the next two plus hours as entirely literal. Well, I got news for you. The movie is almost entirely literal. In fact, the areas where it doesn't tell the truth exactly, it underestimates uh, the impact that the, this true story actually had. Really? Yeah. How do you know that? I'll, he talks about it in this oh, review okay. that I'm going to play for you. Um, but I did uh, some research. It was a true... There was this uh, operation, mm-hmm. Operation Triple uh, triple Stamp or something. Mm-hmm. I think we'll, we'll hear it in a second. But um, yeah, all this happened. The only part of the movie that seems like was fake was the very end where he takes... Not to spoil it for anybody, but... Uh, 
I don't think I'm, I'm spoiling it. He he does something in the end by himself that actually was done with a group of people, but it was more dramatic to have him be by himself. Right, right. Caviezel, best known for being tortured to death in Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ, has become a prominent figure of the conspiracist right, giving speeches and interviews in which he hints at underground holy war between patriots and a sinister legion of evildoers who are harvesting the blood of children. It's straight-up QAnon stuff, right down to his use of the catchphrase like, the storm is upon us. Here he gets to act out some of that drama by playing a fictionalized version of Tim Ballard, head of the anti-sex trafficking nonprofit Operation Underground Railroad, in a feature film that casts the operator as a Batman-style savior for kids sold into the sex trade. Uh, so, how much do you know about the blood Harvesting. Uh, I would say not that much, but compared to your average, you know, digital ankle biting NPC, <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> Do you think it's true? Uh, yeah, I think there is some truth to it, but I don't know. I haven't looked into it. I asked our more conspiratorial friends what they yeah. said about it, and they said, oh, of course, one hundred percent, it's true. But uh, that, I wouldn't expect them to say anything. So different. here's the thing. Um, I have actually quite a bit on that, and I think we'll shelve it. We'll do it another time because okay. I think we should talk about this. Is that, but that, what I actually spent quite a bit of time is thinking about is like what we call conspiracy theories. Yeah, and people's reaction to kind of roll their eyes and just like I, like that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And like, well, let's you know, depending on you know them ranging from like, well, that turned out to be true. You know, Saddam didn't have WMDs, for example. That was, you know, that was a conspiracy theory. You know, back then to talk, talk about that, to the absurd, you know what I mean? It's like something bizarre. I'm like, if you look at what he's saying, there's this study that backs this up. You know what I mean? There's kind of, it's not entirely like untrue. So you take something when you explain, because what you're referring to is the adrenochrome, mm -hmm. and you explain that to people, you're like, that is the most absurd thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And then you start you go like, did you know this? Yeah. Did you know this? Did you know there's actually a biomedical company that is harvesting the blood of young people and selling it to older people? Yes. Uh, and I just don't think that, you know, him hinting, as, as I say in this, uh, in this article, in which he hints at underground holy war between patriots and a sinister legion of evildoers. Now, you put it in those terms, yeah, it sounds kind of fantastic, but... That's going on. That's true. I mean, that's what our founding fathers did. Yeah. So I don't really see that. That was another that. thing about conspiracy theory. I was like, if you move the language, you know, they're, they're using kind of propagandist language. Yes. If you, if you just change a few words, like, okay, like, here's the essence of what they're saying. You're like, oh, yeah, that, that's actually true. So what he's saying about the holy war between... Like underground people. holy war. Right. Okay, well, it's underground because if you can't, it has to be. Like, think of our founding right. fathers. Holy war. Well, they were Christians, and mm -hmm. they founded the, the country in that with Christian ideals, so mm -hmm. kind of a holy war, uh, between patriots and a sinister legion of evildoers. Well, they were the, they were sinister. They were doing evil, I don't and even, they I, were a legion. I mean, that's exactly what happened I, in the American Revolution. I don't even think that language is hyperbolic, to be honest with you. No, it's not. It's not at all, really. It sounds fantastical, though. Mm. All right, Ballard, the guy that the movie's based on, himself has dabbled in Q-adjacent conspiracy theories. That doesn't mean anything, by the way. Q-adjacent <laughs> Q conspiracy theories? That just I means I love that the adjacent. Uh, they started slapping on there. Joe Rogan's alt-right adjacent. I'm yeah. like, I don't, I don't know what that means. Either call them alt-right or don't. Yeah. You know? 
such as the Wayfair trafficking hoax, while his organization has far-right affinities and a long record of distorting its botched raids, which they rely on bizarre tactics like asking psychics where to find victims for rescue. I'm pretty sure every police precinct in America has done that, by the way. Ballard... Caviezel and others of their ilk had primed the public to accept Sound of Freedom as a documentary rather than delusion by fomenting moral panic for years over grossly exaggerated epidemic of child sex trafficking. Much of it funneling people into... The epidemic of child trafficking is grossly... Exaggerated. Exaggerated. Man, I don't know how this guy sleeps at night. I found that to be insane. That is wild. And to say that they're exaggerating it, well, dude, the movie actually didn't, the, the movie downplayed the effect that they actually had. Yep. The reason is probably because it would be just too, cost too much money to, to show a bigger rescue mission or whatever. So they're not exaggerating anything. And I don't, I think it would be pretty hard to exaggerate it. Yep. I mean, it's a fucking pandemic. Much of it funneling, uh, people into conspiracist rabbit holes and QAnon communities. In short, it was at the movies with people who were there to see their worst fears confirmed. This is also not true. The movie did not, apparently, from what I've heard in this review, did not exact did show any. It was rated PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. They didn't show a bunch of horrific child okay. mutilation. This, this is anything. what I was worried about because if you were going to play a clip, and I haven't watched the trailers, I just I can't. Here's a clip anything, of a child being yeah, any, mutilated. Anything to do with kids, I just cannot handle. I guess Ballard, uh, it was one of his um, prerequisites was that if he was going to do this, that they were not allowed to, uh, right? What's it called? Uh, you know, make a lot of yeah scenes with right, actual right, right. kids. Um, what's the word I'm looking for when you sensationalize? Sensationalize. Um, all right. Sound of Freedom lives up to that anticipation. It's a stomach-turning experience, fetishizing the torture of its child victims and lingering over lush preludes to their sexual abuse. All right. And this is. I'm going to go ahead and play this uh, review for you right now. Cost twice as much as that, like thirty million dollars. I'd be like, yeah, that tracks. Also. They made the most of their budget. That's actually really impressive. It costs less than half of that at $14.5 million. I have seen movies with $60 million budgets look far cheaper than this movie ever did. If you dare to look into the facts of the true story of this, you do see where they trimmed the budget. I guess the main operation, Operation Triple, I want to call it Triple Tap. I don't think that's it. Triple Take. Right, so Operation Triple Take was much larger. They actually saved a lot more people, but for the sake of the film, they were like, let's concentrate on the children that they saved. Those kind of corners cut, you see where they were like, if we had a larger budget, maybe we could show the whole thing, but we can't show how large scale that operation was. You don't know that. You don't know until you until you start the Googling afterwards. But the fact that this movie makes you look into it more, makes you start Googling, that's a good thing. I also like, I feel like this is gonna be a concern for some people, because I guess the studio, don't know much about it, but I heard it's a faith-based studio. Also, it's called The Sound of Freedom. Point is, in this politically charged world, I'm sure some people look at this and be like, right wing, whatever, no thanks. But I felt it did a really good job at keeping that out of it. It's not about that. It's not about the right versus the left. It's about saving children. Like there are lines in the movie where Jim Caviezel says, God's children are not for sale. First of all, pretty badass phrase, but <laughs> it's in context. It's, it's the character, it's what he would say. It's what the guy would say. So it makes sense in the context of the film and the character at hand. But this is based off of a true story. So yeah, there was a clear moment where I was like, 
I do not think it happened this way. Gonna look into it, exactly. It's like the movie wraps up and it felt a little quick on the wrap up, but I was like, all right, you know, it's fine. Didn't have a big budget after all. And then it was like, you know what? What if this dude just does a solid snake sneaking operation into the jungle for one last? I was like, it feels weirdly out of place to the point where I feel like they had their movie and it was all wrapped up and the sting goes down. And someone was like, no, big Metal Gear Solid fan. I don't think that movie's ever happening. So this is the closest we will get. Let's do it for the same. So according to the website, Hollywood versus uh, history or history versus Hollywood, mm -hmm. um, where they kind of compare like how true is this? They, every single question that they went down the line on was true, except for that last part where he was talking about going up the river by himself. Mm -hmm. They did go back though. Really? It's just, there was a group of them and they, uh, they didn't find the kid that they were looking for. Um, but they did find some people or whatever. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, they exaggerated that part a little bit, right? So, but you're, you're completely off base saying that it was a, a total stretch of the truth. I also, I, I find it wild that, um, do you, can you recall what the, roughly what the budget and the return or like how that movie's, because right now it's, is it, isn't it the number one? Budget was 14 million. 14 million, which is nothing to make a movie. They made that back in the first weekend. Yeah. So. And, and it's ahead of Indiana Jones right now in the theaters. Which I'm guessing costs more than $14 million. <laughs> Yes. And you also have to take, I mean, given the, the weird political zeitgeist that we live in, of the amount of theaters, like all the theaters, as I was referring to earlier, that would absolutely refuse. They, they'll close down before they show a film like this. Like, no, this is... Is it, for, true? For, is it really not available around here? I don't know. Keep talking. I'm going to look it up. Let's try it. So I got to thinking about, so people that are making these movies and the one that they just made, I can't remember the name of it, about the serial killer. And it was, it's just like, and the same thing, a complete leftist freak out that, you know, they talk about God and they talk about morality. Roxy? Oh, really? Mm -hmm. oh, we should go see it. All right. All right. <laughs> and they, so they, they talk about like, so, uh, you know, as just a, an economic investment or a, a profitable venture, right? Or just as, as a, like a free market, you know, kind of ideal, wildly successful, right? If, yes. If you make back your entire budget in the first weekend, like that's, you're looking good. Yeah, because you got many more weekends to go, plus all the streaming and all the, all the other shit that right. comes along after. And you contrast this with, I was just looking into Disney who went full woke. And their last their last three films have lost $190 million over three films. Because they're going broke. It's just like the, the BlackRock shit and the right. Bud Light going broke and no one cares. Cause Disney as an overall organization, mm -hmm. it's like $400 billion yeah. has lost. Their stock has gone from $184 to $95 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, more than that because it was more than, it was over 100% loss. Wow. Who keep turning out, basically what I see is the the opposite of what we're looking at here right now. I've gone like the full woke agenda, the full, like we're embracing the leftist Marxist cultural mob and just like, is just like going into bankruptcy basically. And you, that's why we talk about these things. Like, yeah, they are in business to make money. Are they not? So then you start looking at these layers above, as we were talking about before, like, mm -hmm. a, you know, ostensibly they have a board of directors that go like, hey, 
all right, cut the shit. Like, no more gay kisses and fucking toy store or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, we got to make, you know, there's, there's, we look at this shit quarterly and it's not working out for us right now. That is starting to happen. Yep. Uh, these boards are pushing back against BlackRock and State Street and Vanguard. They yep. are starting to say that, you know, we don't want to go this route anymore because they're not the only investor, even if they're right. the biggest, right? Yeah. Um, so... Let's see. I'm not, maybe I don't need to read this whole article, um, but I do find it interesting that the author keeps referring to the white hairs and these people, this crowd, the elderly who are watching <laughs> just pure this movie. metropolitan, like douchebag, like Brooklyn hipster fucking elitism. Yeah, just hating, I hate elitism on these old the old people yeah. as he sees it, the white hairs that are watching this movie and enjoying it. And it just makes me think like, what is their, you know, why are they so anti this movie? How did the marching orders come out to say that this movie is so awful? Like if you changed the whole movie to, or didn't change anything about the movie, except that instead of it was about child trafficking, it was about drug trafficking. Mm -hmm. Everyone would love this movie and it, it probably wouldn't get, as many good ratings. Right. In fact, on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, this has a 99% audience score. So people seem to like it. What's the Rotten Tomato score? The uh, the tomato meter? Yeah. 76. That's <laughs> more than I thought it would be. Audience score, you 99. You see so many of those movies. It's like 99 and like 7. Yeah. <laughs> it's just trash. Just some little asshole fucking movie nerd. I don't like this. Yeah, I mean, 76%, that's a C, right? Yeah. And the audience gave it a 99%. Got me through college, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just thinks, I go back to that, me, me thinks thou doth protest too much. Like, this is obviously hit a nerve with people. It's actually very similar to the Peter Hotez RFK Jr. thing. Yeah. Like this is hitting a nerve. It's, people are it's freaking like a, out about oh, this the unnecessarily. The overreaction it, is is striking and noticeable. Just ignore him, ignore this movie, and yeah. it's probably a better strategy than what you're doing. Yeah. What you're doing is exposing this, how important this issue actually is to you. The Streisand effect. Yes, exactly. So. <laughs>